Hi and welcome to the 11th episode of Bits of Berlin. I'm Tam. And I'm Bodo. And we have a very special guest with us today. And it is Bodo. Welcome, Hello. Bodo. <laughs> <laughs> um, today we are going to talk about um, Bodo's project called Sign Dict, which um, is being, I guess, supported by the Prototype Foundation. Yeah. Um, so first off, why don't you tell us what Sign Dict is? Sign Dict is a sign language dictionary for the German sign language. There are already a few sign language dictionaries online, but this thing has an interesting twist. The twist is that everyone can add new signs using their own webcam. Can you give us a quick rundown of what the Prototype Fund is? The Prototype Fund is a collaboration between the Open Knowledge Foundation and the German government. So the Open Knowledge Foundation tried for a couple of years to get money from the German government to finance open source project. And last year they finally got 1.3 million euros from the German government to invest into open source projects. So you've been working on this since March? Yes. Okay, until it's a six month long thing? It's a or? six month long thing. So the, the first round ends at the end of August. So yours was one of the, the few, only like I think 17 projects that were selected. And um, yeah, what motivated you to build Signedict. So I had the idea roughly 10 years ago to build something like this. Um, it's, it was one of my common problems when people approached me saying, hey, you know sign language because of your deaf parents and stuff like that. I'm interested in learning that. How do I do that? And there are only a couple of online resources to do that. And most of them were kind of crappy back then. And I thought, hey, There's something like Wikipedia. There must be something like this, that, but it didn't exist 10 years ago. And then I tried to investigate how, how I would build it 10 years ago, and it was nearly impossible for me because you needed to have Flash, and the web was really slow back then. Nobody could upload videos from mm. their homes and stuff like that. And because of that, I thought of the idea as an interesting thing, but put it aside. And mm. four years ago, I came back to the idea during a Rails Rumble, which is a two-day hackathon thing where people come together and work on a project for a weekend and to build a prototype. And I built a prototype four years ago for something like this with a couple of people. And we back then realized that it's interesting, that it's nearly possible to do. The browser support was not quite there yet. Mm. And then I again thought, okay, this is still a nice idea. Let's put it aside again and wait a couple of years. Yeah. And when I saw last year that the Prototype Fund uh, was uh, searching for projects, I was thinking this would be the right time for this. This is an interesting project. They would fund it for me and then I could have enough time to just build it. Why is the technology there now as opposed to four years ago? What's changed? Um, what's changed is basically um, Google Hangouts. Uh, okay. So four years ago, they had an API to access the webcam using JavaScript, hmm. but it was not that good back then. And during the last four years, they added new APIs in the browsers. And now Firefox and Chrome are in a stage where you can build something like this, a recording function with, with the webcam and a little bit of editing features oh, okay. all in the browser. Maybe do you want to walk us through how it works? Okay, if you go on signic.org, the first thing you see is uh, basically a 
a search box where you can enter a word that you're searching. You go there, then you search for a word, for example, elephant, and then you will see a few hits like in every other search engine. And if you if you see the word elephant in there, you can click on it, and then you end up at the video page where it shows you a video that signs the word elephant. Mm. And below you will see other variations of the sign, if there are any. Um, there is something that most people aren't aware of, that a sign language is not universal. Every country has their own sign language. There's German sign language, there's uh, French sign language, American sign language, British sign language. And inside of the sign language, inside of the German sign language, there are even dialects, like an spoken languages mm. are. With the variations, I want to create a way to demonstrate that. So you search for elephant, you see the word elephant, and then below you will see other variations to sign the word. And then mm. you click on them and see other variations of the sign. And if you couldn't find the word there and you are able to sign it, there will be a button where you can press and then add the signed word. Then you upload a video of yourself yep. signing this word and yep. then you hit submit and then it's just online for everybody to see and you could have, you know, given the finger or something or... I thought of that as well. <laughs> and the thing I do there is um, someone has to check if the video is correct. Yeah. It's it's kind of hard to figure out if it's, it's a correct version of the word. Maybe it's a it's a slang that only teenagers sign nowadays something like that mm. but what i can filter out is uh, offensive things where someone just put the finger there or something like that yeah and after i checked it for plausibility and then I, and if i'm not sure i can ask other people if that's plausible yeah. and after that i press the publish button and then it's available for everyone that's really cool because it sounds like in order to get this sort of up and running, you need to um, communicate a lot with the deaf community yeah. and get a lot of help um, from other people. Can you talk a little bit about that and how that's going to work? I talked about it briefly. I My parents are deaf. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I have friends in the deaf community that I can rely on for that. Um, I also started to write mails to websites and blogs and news pages for the deaf community to get awareness there for the tool and then hope that people there will will see that this thing has value and start to help me mm -hmm. to add new words to this thing. I already have 4,000 words in there from two other sources that published the videos in a Creative Commons license, mm -hmm. luckily. And from there on, I hope more and more people will see that this has value and add new words to it. Mm -hmm. Do you see yourself sort of giving um, people, I guess, admin rights to your application, allowing them to look over the videos? And yes, I, I already have someone that has um, editorial rights to the system. Mm -hmm. So I have a backend where with the correct editorial rights, you can go into the backend, see all the videos that are not published yet, check them, edit the, the text there if it's needed and then press the publish button. Oh, okay. Um, who is this app for? Who is your target audience? There are basically two target audiences with different needs for this thing. The first one is the deaf community itself. Um, there is right now no way for the deaf community to upload their version, their signed version of a word. There are just a couple of pages that have one version for elephant or train or, or whatnot. 
And for the deaf community, this will be the first time they can upload all different dialects mm -hmm. in one place and see their language and see that their language is growing mm -hmm. and changing. And that's a dynamic language. That's a beautiful language. How is it done before? I guess just through books and through like communities themselves yeah the communities themselves yeah. yeah they so there are books about it there are even dvds learning dvds and learning blu-rays nowadays there are a couple of websites that have some words on them there is a eu funded project called spread the sign that has i think roughly 16,000 german words on there oh wow but as i said earlier just one one sign for one word mm -hmm. um And then there's schools, lots of deaf schools. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the other target audience is learners, people who want to learn sign language. There's a huge group of people who are interested in it. There, every time I, I tell someone that my parents are deaf, they start to ask me thousands of questions <laughs> about the deaf language and how to sign things and what's the sign for this, what's the sign for that. And for those people who are A, curious about the language or B, want to learn it, this could be a nice tool. So they have a tool where they can go online, see the words and then try to learn them from there. Okay. Is it enough just to learn the words? I mean, there must be some sort of grammatical structure to the language yes. as well. Yes, there there is a grammatic structure to, to the language itself. And it's different from the German spoken language. Mm -hmm. um, there is no um, Daddy Das, for example. And Good. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are no, no filler things. It's just uh, I car going yeah. and stuff like that. Instead of I'm going to the car. Yeah. Um, the order is different. Um, how you sign to people, how you explain that Bob did this thing or Peter did this thing is needs to be taught to people as well. So the dictionary itself is not enough. Mm -hmm. So you need some additional things. There are a couple of resources online, not that much, sadly, right now. So what I suggest to people right now is here in Germany is go to a Volkshochschule. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what's I have no idea what's the translation of like that thing. Like a community college? Yeah, community college. Yeah, that, that's kind of the thing. So, in lots of community colleges, if the city is bigger than, let's say, 50,000 people or something, their community college will for sure have a sign language course there. Mm -hmm. Sign for those people could be a way to learn vocabulary. Right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a dictionary. I mean, you don't yeah. look in a dictionary to like learn how to speak an entire sentence. Yeah. You yeah. go there to find out like, what is this word? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. These are the two groups. Ah, and there's a third smaller group, people that um, want to start using baby sign. Mm. Baby sign is a trend that started, I think, in the mid 80s or something in the USA, where people realized that Deaf parents talked with their babies in sign language and those babies were answering even with six or seven months hmm. without using spoken language. So they could communicate with their kids way earlier than people who, who just use spoken language. Yeah. And then they started to, to introduce this to hearing parents, to their hearing kids. Mm -hmm. And that trend starts to get bigger and bigger and there's also literature here in germany right now that teaches you that there are courses as well for 
parents to talk in sign language with their kids. Mm -hmm. Those signs are actual real German signs. Mm -hmm. So those people could also use um, sign dict for communication with their babies. With that, is the idea then that like uh, sign language is sort of an intermediary for the kid until they start to speak and then they, they stop using the sign language? Or is it to sort of, I mean, there's nothing... I mean, it sounds kind of awesome to yeah. sort of grow up speaking um, or signing. There's no reason for a kid to stop doing that. There are kids who still do it with six years old or something like that. Some kids, as soon as they start to speak vocally, they realize that for them there's no actual need to do it and they gradually fade it out. Mm -hmm. It all depends on the dynamic between the parents and the kids yeah. so for some it's still there with six or eight or even ten years old for some it's they they just use it when they're angry and can't express themselves <laughs> anymore and for others it's it, it stops as soon as they speak what are your ideas for upcoming features for uh sign dict so right now i'm focusing on uh getting people on the page mm-hmm to to get actual usage data and see what's still missing there features i think of that could be interesting um one of the things for short term is something like playlists or something where you can say here's a playlist of all the colors or that's a cool idea weekdays so that you can click on the something and see all weekdays yeah. in a nice playlist or something like that, so so that you can learn weekdays or something like that. Another thing I I want to add is finger spelling because that's one of the mm. first things people should learn when they want to communicate with deaf people is finger spelling, so that they can spell words words letter by letter with their fingers if they don't know the the actual sign for things. Yeah, and besides. That the next feature somewhere next year would be possibly to add other sign languages to this thing. Mm -hmm. So like American Sign Language and yeah, Canadian Sign Language. Canadian, French, British. So the system is already prepared to add new sign language into it. The page itself is already in German and English. Mm -hmm. But for that, I need people that are able to speak American Sign Language or the French Sign Language or something like that. But yeah. that's for next year. Sure, yeah. Um, and you wrote it in Elixir, yeah. right? And was this your first Elixir project that you did? Yeah, that was my first real Elixir project. So last year I toyed around with it a little bit because at my last job people used it a lot. And I thought, hey... I can do it in whatever language I, I want because the prototype fund doesn't regulate anything there. They say, use the technology you want. The only thing that we want from you is that everything is open source. Mm -hmm. um, so then I thought of doing it in Elixir and I tried it for a couple of days and then I realized I can do it with it. It's really awesome. And then I continued doing it. You just said one of the criteria of the prototype fund was that everything had to be open source. Um, so can you talk a little bit about the open sourciness of your project? The source code of the application is under the Mozilla public license. Everything is on, on GitHub. And the videos are licensed under a Creative Commons license. So every time you upload a video, you have to you, you, you will see a text that says, if you upload this video, you will upload it using the Creative Commons license. Mm -hmm. And the Creative Commons license I choose says that you can also use it in commercial things hmm. 
I thought long about what license I want to use. I thought about giving the users a chooser to choose which license they want to use. But in the end, I I talked with a few people and it's too confusing to let people choose the license. I just mm -hmm. need to tell them, hey, this is the license and these are the, the things that are important with, with that license. They can click a link. There's an explanation of everything. And the reason why I choose this specific license is that other people can use the videos for for things as well. So right now, the only videos that you see of sign language online are copyrighted by people. Mm -hmm. Even the Spread the Sign project that was funded by the European government uses a proprietary license, so you can't get the videos from there, even if the European Union paid for the creation of the videos. Yeah. And in my case, everything is free, so you can... Put videos up there and everyone else can use them for interesting things. For example, you could write a small vocabulary trainer program for that. You can download all the videos there and create a small little tool that does that. Mm. Or you could, um, if there's enough videos, you can just write a sentence and this thing tries to create a sign language thing that, cool. that adds videos together, something like that. Yeah. If, The video would, would look funny because it's every time it's a different sign person, but yeah. you will get there, something like that. So putting the videos in a very open license makes it possible to, to be really creative with these videos. Yeah, totally. And the other thing I haven't done yet, what I plan to do is to upload all the videos I have on my platform to archive.org. Hmm. Archive.org is an organization that, as the name says, archives things it archives the whole internet and they have a service where you can just upload your files with metadata attached to it and they promise that they will never go down so even in the case that something happens to me and my page doesn't work anymore and uh, and uh, i'm not there anymore the videos will still be there because they are on archive.org mm. everyone can go there and use the videos from there yeah has anybody uh helped you along the way as you've been working on Scindict? At the beginning, when I was posted that I want to start working on this thing, I had a huge, interesting reaction from, from lots and lots of different people that approached me saying, hey, we have spare time to do this, we have that. Uh, there is a company that said, we have a designer here in-house that needs a project and mm -hmm. we totally want to help you with this. So if you want to contact us, we will create the complete logo and design for you. And oh, wow. That's the reason why Signic look, looks as good as it looks. I'm not a designer. I can't do that. And <laughs> that was one of the most scary parts for me for the project was how will it look? And then there's another company that said, hey, we, we like your project. We could host it at our service. So there are lots of people who approach me and try to help me with different things, starting from these design servers. A couple of people added a little bit of code here and there. So the reaction from... from developers and people i know was really, really good that's awesome yeah do you have a lot of people contributing to it on github or are you looking for contributors i'm or? totally looking for contributors so there's a on the bug tracker there are i think 60 tickets right now open and if someone wants to help go in there talk to me approach me i'm totally open for pull requests um if you have other interesting ideas for the project talk to me and then We will see how it goes. 
Um, obviously, the prototype fund has been really awesome for you. You've got yeah. to work on this project that you've been wanting to do for the last 10 years, yeah. and it's finally come to life. Yeah. Um, how can someone go about um, applying to the prototype fund and getting that awesome experience that you got? So what you need to do is go to the prototype fund de webpage they um, open up new slots every six months so um, when the next batch starts in september they will open up the form again where you can send in your project idea mm -hmm. and after a couple of i think it's three months or so they will announce who won the third round and then come back to you and say hey you're in or sorry didn't make it How long are they going to do this for? Until all the money is out? or um, I think the project right now is funded for two years. And then after the two years, the German Federal Ministry of Education and Research uh, will figure out if they want to continue it or not. What is that in German? Bundesministerium für Bildung und Forschung. <laughs> okay. They're happy about the amount of projects that apply for this thing. So... Um, The first round had, I think, 500 projects who applied wow, okay. for, I think, originally 10 slots. And then they increased the slots to 17. Mm. And I have no idea how big the second round is, but the second round is even bigger. So they increased the slots there as well. Yeah. Where are most of the teams concentrated? Are there a lot in Berlin? Are they spread out all over? Do you know? There, are, Lots of the projects are in Berlin, mm. but they are also spread out i have no idea about the ratio though i think from from my gut feeling it's a uh, 30 percent 40 percent of the projects are based in berlin mm. and the rest is all over germany okay yeah and you ah, and you don't have to speak german for the whole thing um there are projects in there for example the syrian archive people and others that that have teams that speak english as their language and they will the prototype fund people will try to translate for you everything the, the paperwork and stuff oh nice yeah the only thing that you need though is uh, a german residency so you need to live here you don't need to have a german passport you just need to have the german residency well thank you very much for joining me today bodo thank you for having me <laughs> Okay, so if you're now curious about Signedict and want to check it out, go to signedict.org and enter a few words and play around with it. And now to the events. Yes. What's going on in the next couple of weeks? So the first event that we found for you is on July 26th. That's a Wednesday. And at the Sommerkino Kultur Forum at Potsdamer Platz, you can watch Snowden in the original language. And uh, yeah, so that's an outdoor theater. If you haven't been to one yet in Berlin, they're really, really awesome. It's the best way to see a movie, I think, in the summer. So yeah, check that out. Yeah, and the Snowden movie is really, really good. So you, if you haven't seen it already, or if you think of doing it again, go there. It's really nice atmosphere there. Totally. And the other event is the FrostCon. The FrostCon is the free and open source conference in a small little town near... Bonn. It's on the 19th and 20th of August, and you will find lots and lots of open source projects there. Yeah, so ch check that out. You can go to frostcon.de. That's F-R-O-S-C-O-N.de. We hope you will have a nice summer, totally. whatever you're doing. Hmm? 
And we will be back soon. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.